let's give Jesus an ovation of worship. Sometimes you can have all the components but not be plugged into the power source. And when you're not plugged into the power source, he can't hear your voice. But when you get plugged into prayer, and I'm not even, I'm just, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Hey, welcome, welcome to Hope City. If it's your first time here, that's as good as it gets, guys. This is it. I, welcome, my name, my name is Jeremy. And along with my wife, Jennifer, we get the honor of being able to pastor here. And not only are we live right now at our memorial campus, but we also have, we have a lot of people in additional seating rooms here at this campus. We also have our Cypress campus, our Katy campus, and thousands of people watching online. Come on, let's give them a great big hand. Welcome in. Glad you guys are with us. And I would encourage you specifically at this service, man, we have tons of other services that are not as full as this service. You ought to try another service or another campus. If you're here at our, at our memorial campus, um, there's a little bit more elbow room, definitely more parking room. And uh, we're just glad everybody's here. Um, we, are, we are in the second week of a series, a five-week series entitled EXO, and we, we're talking about love, sex, and marriage. We're talking about relationships um, that based on, on the Bible, God's view of relationships, and we do this series every year, and it's kind of a, a seminar of sorts. So you're going to hear a lot of the same information that I've given, and then you're going to hear some new stuff. And today, I've got a lot of new stuff that I'm going to give you. I've been studying a book, and it's called, uh, it's called The Third Alternative by a writer named Stephen Covey. And uh, Stephen Covey is a, is a business leader and wrote all kind of incredible books. So this is one that I hadn't heard of, and I read it. And I will tell you this, it's changed my life because we all have communication issues. And this helps us communicate better. And so I believe I'm going to help your communication. We all look at somebody next to you and say, you have communication issues. Some of y'all literally didn't look at anybody. You proved my point. Like, I'm not saying anything to you because we have communication issues. Yeah. And it starts as kids, men and women, we struggle to understand each other, right? This starts when we're very young. We read breakup letters last week. I've got some more for you. I think it's going to bless you. Here, here's what Paige said to Brock. They're like in the second grade, first or second grade. Brock, why do you not talk to me? We have relationship problems. I don't want to get a divorce, but we might have to. I am so sorry. Love, Paige. <laughs> a divorce. And not a divorce, a divorce. It's not legal, whatever. I'm just done with you. Um, it's, it's, it's hilarious because at this young age, he's not even talking to her. Okay. Problems, communication problems. This one's great right here. I am so sorry that I've been chasing you outside. If you will start to like me, I will not chase you. I don't understand what's, what's hard about this for you. This was from a 43 year old man. I'm playing it. Wasn't. <laughs> But we have, we have communication issues. We know we have a hard time communicating. And this is funny because it's kids, but it, <laughs> it doesn't get better. And the fact that we have communication problems between men and women make the next meme really funny. If a woman says, do what you want, do not do what you want. Stand still. Do not blink. Do not answer. Don't even breathe. Just play dead. And all the husbands said, amen. And when she said, when you say what's wrong and she says, I'm fine, she is not fine. Just do whatever you want. Don't do it. You're going to die. Ways to tell, ways to tell a woman's mad at you. Number one, she's silent. She's yelling. She acts the same. 
She acts different. She murdered you. <laughs> we have communication issues, and we know this. Look, look, you, you, don't, you, you don't have to be a parent very long to realize how dumb you are, right? You ever had a moment where you realize, I'm just not nearly as smart as I thought I was? I remember one time when Jaden was in the car with me, and we were driving home from church, and, and she asked me one question. Listen, you're three questions away from being the stupidest person on the planet. And a child can make that happen by asking one question. What is that question? Why? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that one goes layers, all right? So we start with, Dad, can I stay up late tonight? And I said, no. She said, why? And I said, because it's night. And we go to bed. She said, why? And I said, because it gets dark at night. Why? Because, uh, the, like, the orbit of the earth, because uh, daddy said so. That's why. That's why you're going to bed. Like, nothing can make you feel stupider than a six-year-old walking through a parking lot, pointing out an antenna, like, look, dad, a stick. It's not a stick, son. <laughs> That's an antenna. What's an antenna? That's right, son. It's a metal stick. Well done. Good job. Good job. Smart kid. We, we, know, we know we have communication problems, and it doesn't, it doesn't get better. It starts when we're little kids. In fact, scientists put microphones on children ages 2 to 4, on boys and girls ages 2 to 4, just to determine how they communicate. 100% of the little girl's communication was in conversation. They were always talking to someone, whether it was a real person or an imaginary friend. Not much has changed, right, ladies? You know what I mean? Don't get mad. I haven't got to the guys yet, okay? 60% of little boys, ages 2 to 4, 60% of their communication was in conversation either with a, a real person or an imaginary friend. The other 40% was unintelligible noise. <laughs> we learned to grunt really like, eh, ah. that's why, that's, that's men, all right? It's, it's hilarious the difference in our communication. Like guys, we're fairly direct, right? Like, you, like if a dude doesn't like another dude, we know it. We're just from the look, right? You look at me, you look at you, I'm like, like what? What are you looking at? Like when you were younger, you were like, you better be glad my boys are holding me back. Y'all hold me back. You better be glad my boys are holding me back. Like what? What are you looking at? You want some? You know what I mean? Women. It's different. Totally different. Like we have mixed signals and we need you to figure this out, okay? Like because, and I'm not talking about like teenagers. I'm talking about grown women in the Galleria. You're with your wife. Like you're with her. You know she doesn't like this lady. Like you see her and you're like, oh, there's Sarah. And you're just like, don't look, just don't look, just don't look. And you know, you know, you're like, oh God, it's getting ready to get crazy up in here. Like we're going to have to call security. It's going to get wild. And then Sarah sees her and she sees Sarah and they can't avoid each other. And it's supposed to go down. And the response is, hey, girl, how you doing? So good to see you. Oh, my God, I love your pants. You look so good. Oh, my God, I'll see you at church. Call me. I, I don't understand. Like, what just happened right now? Like, you hate her. I know. Did you see what she had on? Girl, look like she's shopping at Goodwill. My God. She's 
She's so poor, she's like the little old woman who lived in the shoes. If she don't live in a shoe, she live in a flip-flop. Whatever. Like, what is happening right now? C communication issues. Now, this weekend, we're going to deal with communication issues because we all have them. But here's what I want you to understand. Communication issues are a result of identity issues. We don't know who we are, so we have a hard time communicating with other people. I don't know who I am, so I blame misunderstanding on you rather than looking back at me. I don't know who I am, so I look for the right person so they'll make everything all right. Every weekend of this series, I'm going to blast this right person myth. Like if I can just, I'm just looking for the right person. And if I can just find the right person, oh my God, we're going to be in love. Like he likes blue. I like blue. He likes puppies. I like puppies. We have a song. Let's get married. What is wrong with you? Like this idea, well, well, you found the right person. Oh, okay. That's what you think happened with my marriage. It's funny. Baby's sitting right over there. I love you. You're sitting right over there. And when we post pictures of us on Instagram, people will come on there. Hashtag goals. Hashtag relationship goals. I'm like, <laughs> if you knew the hell we've been through in our life just to get that picture. It ain't goals. It's called hard work. It's called effort. It's called energy. It's called working on me, not her. Not always asking, you got to change. You got to do this. You got to, I'm going, I got to change. God, help me change. I'm not looking for the right person or I'll always be looking for the right person. At some point, you have to realize I got to become the right person. The book of Genesis says the two became one they didn't find the one the way that you find the one is in the becoming the one the two became the challenge is we have two becoming one before the one becomes one you don't know who you are so now it creates an identity problem i have an identity crisis and listen identity crisis creates problems in every relationship and let me tell you what happens let me let me give you a scenario okay husband and wife been married for like 20 years they're sitting on the couch she she knows there's a problem he just has never been able to diagnose it they've got marital issues and he just he doesn't understand that he has an identity issue he has an identity crisis so he filters everything through hurt and through pain. And so they're sitting on the couch, they're watching the movie, and she says this to him. She says, I'm cold, I'm freezing. And he says back to her, now listen, she's just telling him a sensation on her skin of cold. I'm cold, I'm freezing. He says, how could you be freezing? It's 70 degrees in here. And she says, why are you so angry? What's wrong with you? He says, there's nothing wrong with me. You're the one who's crazy. Married people just look straight ahead. Some of you are like, well, that happened this week. <laughs> Here's the problem. Somewhere in his life, he doesn't know who he is. So I don't know if it happened whenever he was a, a child and his parents constantly told him, why can't you be like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? Why can't you be more like this person or that person? Listen, parents, if you're in here, stop labeling your children. Stop saying, that's the good one. Oh, that's, a, mm, that's the good one. That's the one who's just like Jesus. Well, what am I? The one who's just like Satan? I mean, I'm like, they will live up to the, to, the, to the persona that you give them. And there are so many of us, the reason that we have problems is because 
We lost our identity years and years ago, and now I'm running everything through a filter of a personal attack. When she, here, let me tell you what he heard. When she said, I'm freezing, he heard, you're not providing for me. I'm cold and it's your fault. Now, is that insane? Yes, it is. But it's so common because we don't know who we are. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you understand something. Where's the married people at? Where are the married people? All campuses. Raise your hand. Where are you at, married people? Totally at this campus. I don't know about other campuses. At this campus, you missed your opportunity, okay? Like anytime I say, where are the married people at? Fellas, it's your opportunity to be like, yeah, woo, love your girlfriend. All right, yeah. All right, where are the married people at? Yeah. Okay, doesn't count that time, but next, the rest of the series. All right, where are the, <laughs> where are the single people at? Where are you at, single people? Yeah. We're not married. Woo, yeah. I'm not sitting with someone who's not excited to be with me. Yes. Single people, raise them up again. Raise them up again. Raise them. Look around. That's what you're working with in this service, this campus. Some of y'all are like, I'm coming to next service. All right. We have other campuses too, guys. You can campus hop. Um, oh, you're new here? Nah, I'm just picking up chicks, man. I'm just I'm coming to church. <laughs> if you're married, I'm going to give you something that you need to do. If you're single, this is brilliant for you to do. Okay, and that is simply this. Deal with your issues. Deal with your issues. Turn to somebody next to you and say, deal with your issues. <laughs> Lady back there said, you are my issue. <laughs> deal with your issues. Okay, the challenge is oftentimes we keep looking at someone else as if all the problems are their fault. When we don't realize there's three fingers pointing back at us. You have issues. I have issues. Yeah, let me help you understand. Any, any psychologist you go to, here's what they're going to say. They're going to say, tell me about your childhood. And you're going to say, I don't want to talk about my childhood. I want to talk about my crazy wife. Okay. But a lot of your issues today go back to your childhood. Let me show you an interesting graph. If you have problems with your parents, currently, you have issues. You need to deal with that. Now, listen. That doesn't mean that you need to reach out to them right now and get it all figured out. Because some of them may be dead and gone. Some of them may be very painful to reach out to. But let me help you understand this. If every time your mother calls, you get furious. You're like, oh, my God, we're never, we can never. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. There's, there's issues there, okay? You got, you got to figure that out. Go work that out, okay? M maybe it's something that your parents did a long time ago, and it's very painful. You need to figure that out. You need to walk, walk through that and work that out. doesn't mean that you have to have a perfect relationship with them. It just means you, you've got to learn to let them go from that pain and say, okay, I am a person. I am my own person. I'm not going to get furious every time I deal with my mom or my dad or every time I think of my mom or my dad. I'm not going to get furious. Now, there are some of you in here who you're saying, you're saying this, but you don't know my parents. You have problems with parents. Okay. Now, I want to be very careful about this, but I want, to, I want to show you something. If you don't fix this, now married people, when I show you this next slide, just look straight ahead, okay? I want you to be able to go home safe. If you don't fix this, this is what will happen when you get married. Just keep looking straight ahead. Some of you are like, oh, my God. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. 
you will blame the problems that you had with them on him or on her. This is so important for you to get. Now you're starting to understand why you have continual issues that you can't seem to rectify. It's not them that are the problem. It's something in your past that you haven't even dealt with. Can I, can I get on top of that and help you a little bit more? If you're single right now and you have addictions, you need to get rid of that before you get married. If you're addicted to alcohol right now, you need to deal with that before you get married. If you have a gambling addiction or God help you if it's a pornography addiction, well, it's not hurting anybody. It will. It's creating, and I won't talk about it this weekend, but it's creating an expectation of you, your porn addiction, whether you're male or female, because both males and females have these. If, if you have a porn addiction, it's creating an expectation that nobody can live up to. And so you'll be constantly disappointed and set expectations on a spouse that they can never live up to. So if you're single, you need to, get, you need to deal with that now. Oh, I mean, I ain't hurting anybody right now. I mean, I smoke a lot of pot right now. Just relax, you know. You know, whatever. Somebody just went, oh, God. Did we come on? Well, he's going to preach against pot today? No. No, listen, let me, let me help you understand. Like, I had a guy one time, like, hey, bro, it's natural, bro. It's natural. It's natural, bro. God made it. I'm like, hey, God made poison ivy, but he didn't tell you to roll around in it, bro. <laughs> bro. Okay, so here's, here's, what you, here's what you have to understand. Is pot wrong? I, look, look, I'm not. I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you to look on the other side of it. What is it going to help you? Is it ever going to help you? Probably not. In fact, here's what I know. I've dealt with people who were married to someone who had a pot habit. And that person became completely emotionally unavailable when they were under the influence of marijuana. You, you got to think beyond where you are right now. Here's what we've learned. Here's what we've learned in our lives, okay? Up to this point, you have learned how stimulus and response, okay? I'm gonna show you this, this graph real quick. Something happens, I respond. Something happens, I respond. Somebody says something, boom, nobody talks to me like that, okay? This is a really bad way of living, all right? In fact, I, I would tell you that the vast majority of marriages are destroyed because of this way of living right here. Something happens to me, and I'm going to respond based on the stimulus, okay? There's a lot of people who live just like this. Now, listen, not just in arguments. Somebody says something, and I pop back. That's what happened to the man sitting on the couch. She said something. It went deep. He popped back. Why? Because he doesn't know who he is. He's got identity issues. Okay. This happens with sin as well. Stimulus, I think something, then I begin to act on it. That's my response. I begin to act on it. And the Bible says when it's full grown, sin leads to death. But it typically starts with a thought or a look. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with the first look, is there? Like if I look, I mean, like I can't unsee. I mean, I got, I'm, I'm going to see good looking women, all right? Like, look, I, look I'm a man. I know, I, I can see whether a woman's good looking or not. I mean, I just don't say it, but I can, like, I mean, don't, don't be asking your husband, is she pretty? And she's like 23 in a bikini. And he's like, what? Where? <laughs> I'll see some dudes over there playing football. I don't know. What are you talking about, babe? I don't know. Well, we got to be honest with ourselves. 
Well, the first look don't count, bro. That, that's the problem is your first look is like this. Oh, God, uh, still first look. I hadn't blinked yet, God. I hadn't blinked. Does it count? Does it count? Does it count? Does it count? At some point, you got to realize I can't live stimulus response. Here's what happens. I lack impulse control. I have to learn a new way of living. It's based in scripture, okay? Let me read you a couple of uh, 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 verses out of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 says, whoever answers before listening is both foolish and shameful. That's the vast majority of marriage problems right there. I'm just trying to get my point across. And so when you're talking, I'm not even listening. I'm just developing what I'm getting ready to say when I interrupt you next. But the Bible says it's foolish and it's shameful. If you'll just work on married people, if you'll just work on that one for a while, that's going to help you tons. Here's what, here's what Proverbs 19:11 says. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. That's big. Well, how do I do that? Because they've been wrong. They've been wronging me. I can't, I'm not putting up with this. You have to learn a new way of living, and I'm going to teach it to you right now. Instead of doing stimulus, immediate response, you got to press pause. You got to press pause in between. And you create a space in between where you realize in between here, I get a choice. I am free to choose how I respond. And I do not have to respond to this stimulus. I respond not based on now this. Guys, I don't, I, my, my hope is that I can communicate this to you properly. But if you will get this, I promise you it'll change your life. Single or married, this will change your life. I do not have to respond based on the stimulus. Whether this is something someone said to me, whether this is something that, some, something that came in front of my eyes, a temptation, a bad business deal, whatever. I, get, I cheat on my taxes, whatever. That one came out of nowhere. I press pause and I do not respond to the stimulus. I respond based on who I am in Christ. So now I'm not responding on what happened to me. I'm responding on who God has said that I am. I call it level two living. Level one living is whatever happens, I respond to. Whatever happens, I respond to. Level two living says I don't have to respond to what you said. I respond from who I am. And this changes my response. Well, I can't help it. Sometimes I just got, yeah, you don't know who you are. When I know who, my, who I am, no one can make me mad. You don't understand. She makes me so mad. He drives me up the wall. No, you get to decide who you're going to be. You get to choose. Everybody say this. I get to choose. You get to choose your response. And this is a beautiful thing when you get it, when you start to learn it. Because many of us have believed that someone else is making you act the way you act. Maybe you learned that from your mama. Why do you make me hit you all the time? Do you ever get that one? Why do you make me treat you this way? Mama, nobody, nobody made you treat us that way. You just did based on the brokenness in your childhood. And because you weren't healed and you didn't know who you were, you blamed us for your bad behavior. I'm trying to help somebody right now. You, you got to realize who you are in Christ and it changes everything beyond that. Here's, here's what the Bible says. And I, I want us to get this. You can break this cycle. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. I'm teaching good this weekend says this, for we are God's masterpiece. Everybody say masterpiece. 
He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So if, if I'm God's masterpiece, then that means he must have a master plan. And it's my job to follow the plan. And the problem is so many of us haven't followed the plan. Do you know what you have to have in order to fall in love? A pulse. Do you know what you have to have in order to stay in love and to build a healthy relationship? A plan. You have to have a plan. You can't just be emotionally driven. Stimulus response. That's how many of us built our relationships, right? Stimulus. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Oh my God, you feel amazing. Let's get married. Because you live stimulus response. You have to learn at some point who I am in Christ. If the man on the couch knew who he was in Christ and had a plan and hadn't lost his identity and personalized every statement that ever came out of her mouth, he could have responded differently. He could have said something like this. When she said, I'm freezing, he could have said, girl, how are you cold when you're so hot? (laughs) If I was holding a mic right now, I'd drop it. That's what I'd do right there. You, you have to learn how to press pause and respond from who you are. This is, this is important because you have to know how to figure out who you are first. The problem with many of us is we're going about this whole relationship thing so wrong. We haven't got in the word. We've looked at Hollywood who's told us to find the right person, put all our hopes and dreams on the right person. And if that doesn't work out, then find the right person. And some of us are still looking for the right person. Instead of becoming the right person, I got to become the right person. I got to stop making it about you. And listen, the the challenge with this kind of series is there's so many different relationships in the room. And I I don't know your individual story. I do know that if you're in an abusive relationship, you got to get out of that. You got to get distance from that. You got to call the cops or Pookie or Biggie or somebody, call somebody. (laughs) But the vast majority of us We have done everything wrong. You know, I know people who are good at giving advice, but not good at taking their own advice. Like they're great at telling other people what they should do. And then they scream at their spouse. Like you shouldn't scream at your spouse. You should treat them kind. You should do unto others as you would have them to do. Y'all be out a minute. Like you to God. Here's what's happened. Anybody like dessert? Who likes dessert? Anybody like dessert? I love dessert. I love me some good chocolate. In fact, I found this dessert book and I found a raspberry mousse cake that looks amazing. Y'all look at that. Come on. Oh, look, it's on the screen. Look at that. Mm, You want this? I mean, that looks good. Some of y'all are going to go get dessert today. That looks, that looks good. And here's what, we, here's what we do. We say, ooh, ooh, I want that right there. That's what I want. There's some words over here and stuff. That, that's what I want. Like, I don't understand all of that. I don't like to read. I like pictures. I like to look at the picture. I don't like to, ah, I'm not really good at reading. I like to look at the pictures. And some of us are at a kindergarten level <laughs> when it comes to relationships. It doesn't have any pictures. I want the book of the pictures. Because you love the picture, just not the process. And so we'll find a picture of something that we want, and we'll walk around asking people to give us the picture. Can you do that? Can you give me that? Can you give me that? I want to go into the bake shop of love, and I want to walk out with a cake that looks amazing, that makes me happy, makes me feel good, makes me, mm, 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 makes me grow. Oh, yeah, I love it. This comes from this. You can't just walk into a store. You can't just expect somebody to do this for you. 
You, you got to invest in the ingredients, in the recipe, and you got to do it in the right sequence. You can have the right ingredients and the wrong sequence, and it will not come out right. Has anybody ever seen the Instagram fails of people that are cooking and it's bad? Like they try to bake like this one right here. Check this out. Like that was the expectations. Any of y'all ever done that? You're like, I should never, ever walk into the kitchen ever again, ever. <laughs> this is my favorite one right here. <laughs> expectations reality. And she put, just kill me. Why can't you be like your brother? <laughs> the, the problem is, we, we want the picture, we just don't want the process. It's the process that produces the picture. You gotta stop just looking at this and start studying what is it gonna take to make me who I'm supposed to be created in Christ Jesus to do good work. That's what produces this. But there's so many of us who don't understand that, so we're living the wrong way, looking for the wrong things, blaming everybody else for our own problems. This is what we want right here. We want a red velvet tres leches relationship. Come on, somebody. You don't know what Red Velvet Tres Leches is. Why do you go to this church? <laughs> I'm just playing. Red Velvet Tres Leches. I actually talked to a guy not long ago who did not know what Red Velvet Tres Leches was. I was like, do you know what Tres Leches is? He was like, no. I was like, have you even read the Bible? I mean, like, it was Paul's favorite dessert. I mean, he talked about it a lot. Think about it. It's, it's biblical. Three milks. The three milks infused into one cake. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. These three are one. It's red velvet covered by the blood. Come on, somebody. I'm just trying to preach right now. <laughs> okay, so here, here's what I want you to understand. This is the way a relationship should be built. It should start spiritual, then go social, then interpersonal, then emotional, then physical. And marriage is like right in there. But what do we do? This, this is the perfect picture of the ingredients properly following the recipe to produce the result. But what do we do? Ah, I'm not going to start with that other one because I like this one. I'm going to put, I'm going to, I'm going to start with this because you know, we got to see if we're compatible and whoa, look at her. Look at him. Hot or not. Yes. And you're attracted to the physical. Many relationships begin either emotional or physical. One combination of the other so we either start like oh my god you made me feel so good oh my god we have a song oh my god i love you oh my god let's jump under the covers and we jump under the covers and now it can't be covered by god because it's already under the covers and then we have a problem but we're crazy about one another right because in the physical stage it's all about how you make me feel in the emotional stage it's all about how you make me feel right it's all about how the way you make me feel come on think about it pull my hip whatever <laughs> think about it that's what all of the love songs are about how you feel i get so weak in the knees all that stuff we talk about that it's all about how you make me feel make me feel so good. oh my god you feel so good. oh my god because emotional phase six weeks to 18 months according to psychologists this last crazy feeling then <laughs> the interpersonal stage starts now this is the stage where you actually get to know the person psychologists call this the psychological phase if you're taking notes just write down the psycho phase that's that's when you that's when you realize you're, you, you're, you're a crazy person. Like, no, like you're, you are, this is the stage when you go, you are not the person I thought you were. Right? Why? 
because in the emotional stage and in the physical stage, I was high on drugs. Remember all the dopamine? We talked about it last week. So I'm neurologically addicted to you because my brain is so open and I'm just going crazy and the serotonin is dropped so I can stay up and obsess every night about you six weeks to 18 months. And, and I don't even know you because we haven't really communicated our likes and dislikes. It's all about how we feel. And, and, and my brain creates a persona of the kind of person that I want. And so that's how I think, that's who I think you are. And then when I get to know you, I say, you're not, you're not who I thought you were. Yeah, because your brain created a persona of someone that you want, this perfect person for you. Remember, the right one, and nobody can do that. And then we have communication issues. Think about it. We have communication issues because we have identity issues. All the great love songs are about communication issues. You thought about that? We don't even talk anymore. We don't even talk anymore. Communication issues. We don't even know what we are. You are. <laughs> I don't even see I love you no more. Why? Emotions are gone. Seeing how we're feeling no longer alone. <laughs> some people will work things out, and some just don't know how to change. Got to do the false setup part. Think about it. It's interpersonal. It's the communication problems. Why? Because we built our identity in this relationship on how it made me feel. Think about it. All the great songs. Although we've come to the still I can't let you go. Oh, it's unnatural. Belong to me. Belong to you. Now, girl, you know I really love you. Listen, you just don't realize. How could you play with my How could you play with my mind? Not my emotions, my mind. My mind, you're not who I thought you were. All the great songs are about communication issues. It's not just the R&B genre either. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Ruined your black tie fair. Last one to know. Last one to show. I was the last one you thought you'd see there. Okay, that's it. That's it right there. That was a club test. Some of y'all in the club last night. Whatever. It's cool. So then, then we go social. And so we start, we start meeting people that they know. And we're like, okay, so not just are you crazy. Your people are crazy too. Like you're with crazy people. And here's what's crazy. If, if, if at this stage you're still in the six weeks to 18 months, you kind of blow through this and you're meeting people and you're still kind of crazy about them. If you haven't taken long enough to get to know them, because this is where most breakups happen right here. This is where they occur. If you get past that, if you, get, if you blow through all of this within six weeks to 18 months, which I know people who have, you're still in the in love stage and you'll, you'll have one or two honest friends. One or two. Most of your friends, you'll be like, oh my God, do you like him? And you're feeling like, yeah, 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 he's sweet. He's very, he's very, um, he's very unique. <laughs> Why? Because you're so crazy about him in the six weeks to 18 months. You're just so crazy about him. Oh my God, oh my God. Uh, he just listens. He's such a good listener. He listens to me and I talk and he listens. Oh my God, he's a listener. And he's like, bruh. 
I just love, I love the way she laughs, bro. She's like, it's like a bubbling brook across rocks. It's like, it's like angel wings fluttering. It's amazing. But over time, over time, when you get to know them, it changes. He never talks, ever. He sits there and he acts like he's listening, but I don't think he is. He stares into space like a stone. And he's like, bro, her laugh's driving me crazy. Like, I can't, I can't hear it anymore. I don't even take her, I don't even take her to romantic comedies because it's like a donkey on crack. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even tell her a joke. Please, God, don't tell her a joke. Why? Because they didn't do the phases right, right? But they're still tied to each other because of the way they make each other feel. You get to the social stage, you need a friend who values you more than he values your friendship. You need somebody who'll be really honest with you and say, hey, um, she's crazy. You don't know her. I know. You don't either. Six weeks to 18 months, she's crazy. Bro. Or he's insane. Look at the way he treats his mama. That's how he's going to treat you. Look at the way she treats her parents, her family, her friends. That's how she's going to treat you after they get through the little honeymoon phase. And so here's what we do then. Then we try to have this spiritual ceremony to get God to bless this thing. And God's going, like, is that, is that me? And what happens is many people get married in hopes to fix the relationship. I have met people whose relationships are destroyed already during the engagement phase. And somehow thought, well, you know, we're getting married and it'll get better. Listen to me very carefully. If it's bad in the engagement, it will get worse. <laughs> All the bad stuff that you think they're going to fix and change after you get married, they'll stop caring. And it'll get infinitely worse. You should break up now. Welcome to the relationship series. In fact, let me help you. If you're in here and you're not married, now this is for people who are not married. If you're in here and you're not married and you're in a relationship like this, where it began physical and emotional, and you're not married, let me give you some advice. Break up. Oh, that's good preaching, Pastor. So good. So good. So good. No, literally, people were like, is this why you brought me here? <laughs> I'm not saying forever. I'm saying you can't, if you're not married, you're going to have a real hard time fixing this right now. If you're already physical and you're not in a covenant relationship, this is painful advice to give that you're not going to hear in the world. Break up. Break up. Why? Because your mind is so clouded because you're feeding your flesh so much. You, you need to fast that relationship for a little while. Break up. If, it, if it's a God thing, you will grow and he will grow or she will grow. And when it's time for this thing to work, it'll be amazing. People love this series and hate it for this very reason right here. Because nobody's being honest with you 
All of your friends are like, oh my God, I love it. I love y'all's love. No, y'all's love is crazy. And it's not biblical at all. And it's not covered by God. And here's what'll happen. You'll stay in it and you'll try to get it covered by God. So you'll try to start doing all the right things. I'm just gonna, we're gonna stop, we're gonna stop doing this and we're gonna start doing this and you're gonna try to start living by your works and it'll crush you because you won't be living by relationship. You'll be living to please religion and it'll crush you. What do you suggest we do? Okay, this is gonna work for single people and for married people. You gotta kind of crush this whole thing. And you got to start over. And if he really loves you, fellas, don't get mad at me. I love you. If you really love her, you'll lead in this. And if you've built it wrong and you're not married, he'll say, hey, look, I love you so much. Let's take some time apart. And let me rebuild a foundation that we can build a long-term relationship on and build a family on. Because I want to show you something. If it's built on this, Guess who it holds? You. And it's all about you, and it's all by you, and it's all for you. But if it's built on this, it's a great foundation. And if I mess up and I fail and I have problems and I fall, my foundation catches me. My foundation can hold Jennifer, and it can hold Jaden. Jesse and Jillian and Jackson <laughs> and Josiah. Yes, it's all J's, I know. We didn't know that was going to happen, but whatever. But if it's just on this, you're going to damage everybody that comes out of you. But if it's built on this, you're going to teach your children how to have a great foundation. So you start here. If you're married and your marriage is broken because you looked at this and you watched it and you said, that's exactly how we built our marriage. And it's destroyed. What do we do? Don't break up. <laughs> I don't know if they're the right one. They're the right one. They're the right one. You got to become the right one. Start here. Don't worry about any of this other stuff yet. Start here. But, uh, need to get this fixed first because you know <laughs> I need sex sex is not a need water is a need do you realize it is scientifically proven a man can go his entire life not have sex and not die from it <laughs> it's crazy but the world will tell you it's all about you and your needs put it on hold Build the foundation. I got. I got. I got to work on me. I got to work on becoming. How do I do that? You got to get in the Word. Give your life to Jesus. Get baptized if you've never been baptized. Go through growth track. Start becoming. Get in the Word every day. Start studying. When you give your life to Christ, when you say yes to Jesus, we ask you to text the number. Text the number. Why? We give you resources to build this. We give you resources to build this. My, my greatest hope is not to have a, a big church with thousands of people coming. My greatest hope is to build disciples. And the only way to do that is if you don't depend on me to give you the word, but you actually get in the word every day and you build this inside of you. Then, then 
Now listen, my marriage is still thrashed. It's still messed up, but I'm starting to trust God. So now I get in a good group. Are you serious? You're pushing connect groups right now? Yeah, yep, yep, I am. Because you need honest friends who will get in your world and say, hey man, you got some miles to go. You gotta work on your temper. Hey, hey, you gotta work on the way you talk to your husband because the way you talk to your husband is, is, is like you're talking to the husband two marriages ago and that's not him. He's actually a good guy. You, you gotta get good people around you. Get good people who are speaking life into you, who are recommending good books, who are encouraging you, not like, hey, let's go out and let's just get crazy. Stay away from that person, okay? Look at their life. Is that what you want? Come on, let's go party. Okie dokie then. Not hanging out with you. Love you. I'll try to reach you. But right now I got to get distance from you because you've been part of the problem. I got to get around preaching good on a Sunday. You got to get around people who can build you up. First thing Jesus did in his earthly ministry was build a group. That's what he did. You need to have a group. Then, this is so beautiful, baby girl. We, we got to tell him this is the way to do it. Then, then you start getting to know each other again. Now, I need you to hear me. If your marriage is broken, don't try to circumnavigate this. Start spiritual, then go social. Because only then, please hear me. Please hear my heart. Man, God help me to communicate this. Then this gets beautiful. Because then and only then, because if you, if you circumnavigate this, here's what happens. I wish you would do this. I wish you would do that. And if you'll do this, and if you'll do that, and if you'll fix this, and if you'll fix that, it's never gonna work. If you do this, then this, then this. Here's what happens on this level. Hey, babe, I love you so much. I've realized over the course of the last few weeks and months that I was a pretty bad jerk for the last 10 years of our marriage. And I set expectations on you that you never could have reached. When you made mistakes, I kind of rubbed it in your face. And instead of understanding your past, I threw your past in your face. And instead of saying, hey, my job is to help you grow, I tore you down by setting expectations nobody could live up to. So yeah, you made mistakes, and I made a lot too. And I'm sorry. And I love you. Listen, listen, listen. That happened. We're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. That happened. Only because we went here, here, and then here. And you better believe. You see that emotional hand clap that started like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. Because at that stage, then the emotions come in. And then she's like, I'm like feeling the butterflies again. We still feel the butterflies, don't we, baby girl? It's weird, isn't it? 18 years. <laughs> I feel them right now. And then, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but you gotta go in that order. Here's why. Here's what the Bible says. You, you gotta go in this order. If you don't go in this order, it won't work. Colossians chapter two says this. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, I want you to notice how many times it references him. You must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. 
then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. That's what I'm teaching this weekend. Not the truth you're hearing from Hollywood and everybody else. The truth that you are hearing from the word of God and you will overflow. Everybody say overflow. I want to live in the overflow. I want my family to live in the overflow. I want my wife to experience the overflow of my relationship with God, with thankfulness, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are, everybody say it, you are complete through your union with your spouse. No, you're complete through your union with your family. No, you're complete through your union with Christ. Stop looking here for something that only here can give. And this, please, I hope you hear my heart. I need you to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm laying everything on the line. I'm putting everything on the field. I'm preaching as hard as I can this weekend because I believe this to the core of my soul. If you try to start here, it will fail. But when you start here, it changes everything. Do you know the problem with our marriage in the beginning? I understood that I was a vessel. I get it. I know I'm a vessel. <laughs> the Bible says you're a temple. You're a vessel. So the Bible says. The problem was I was out of position. And my wife was out of position as well. Instead of being vertical, we were horizontal. And I was looking to her to fill my life with joy and love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and long-suffering and self-control. You're supposed to give all those things to me because that's what marriage is, right? You fulfill me. You complete me, Jerry Maguire. No, you don't. Jesus Christ completes you, not Jerry and not anybody else in your world. But you keep looking horizontally for relationships to fulfill you. Y you know what happens? <laughs> Can I show you what happens if... If you get filled up just a little bit and you're walking through life like that right there, that's exactly what happens. I could pour my entire life into my wife and guess what happens? It won't hold water. And some of you have become bottomless pits, sucking every ounce of energy out of your spouse demanding that they give you what only Christ can give you. Some of you hate your ex-husband. You hate your ex-wife because they let you down so bad because your expectation was for them to do what only Christ can do. But when you begin to live from a place that says, all right, you can't fulfill me. You can love me. You can give me your whole heart and I can give you my whole heart but only he can complete me. And when I come to you completed in Christ Jesus, I'm another level. Why? Because I'm not looking to you as my source. I become a resource to you because Christ is my source. 
And when I become a resource, it changes the game. Remember, we talked about living out of the overflow. When I am so full of Christ, all of a sudden love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and long suffering flows out of me and my kids get to live in the overflow and my wife gets to live in the overflow because we're not looking to each other to provide the affirmation that only God can give. The system is broken, but the word of God has given us the solution. Stop trying to find the right one. Start looking to the only one who can help you become the right one and it'll change everything. Change everything. Lord, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray right now for radical change in our hearts and in our lives and in our minds. Help us to have a paradigm shift and to stop thinking the same way that we've been thinking to leave this place and stop looking to other people to fulfill what only you can fulfill. With nobody looking around at any of our campuses, if you're in this room under the sound of my voice and you know, you know, somehow I just, I've built on the wrong foundation and I need to make Christ my foundation. Maybe you gave your life to Christ a long time ago, but you know you haven't, it really wasn't a, a decision you lived with or you lived on. Or maybe you've never made Christ your foundation. If that's you, the Bible says when you acknowledge him, he will acknowledge you. So at every campus, I want you to boldly, in just a second, I'm gonna count to three. I want you to boldly throw your hand in the air and say, I need to make Christ my foundation. The Bible says if you'll acknowledge him, he will acknowledge you. One, two, three, bang. Hands, 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 all over the room. Come on, let's give them a great big hand. That's amazing. I love it. Here's what's getting ready to happen. I'm gonna pray. I'm going to pray. We're all going to pray together. And then Carla and our other campus pastors at different campuses are going to come up and they're going to give you information about your next steps. I don't want anybody to leave while that's happening. It's very important to me that these next two minutes you lock in and we let God do what only he can do. Will you pray with me? Jesus, you're the only one who can save me. You are my hope and you are my salvation. So right now in this moment, I'm giving my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Change me from the inside out. I will not be defined by my past and my pain and my failure and my mistakes, but I receive your love. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give him an ovation of worship. God.